Pass forward again. Pass through the middle. Wagner down the middle. Scores! First career goal, Austin Wagner. You're listening to All the King's Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the King's Men. What do we always say? Happiness is measured by expectation. Uh, I have personally stopped expecting anything out of the season, and I have processed my disappointment. For the next 61 games, I'm here for the kids hugging and grinning after scoring their first goals or getting their first shutouts. If this team somehow makes some kind of miracle push for a playoff spot, I'm here for that too. But if it doesn't happen and the franchise starts looking to the future, well, that's okay with me. We've got two episodes for you today, guys. This is the post game for the Avs game. If you're not into that sort of thing, we also have a behind-the-scenes episode with Carlin Bathe, who also happens to appear on this episode, and that'll be out just slightly later in the day. Or, hey, listen to them both. There's good stuff all over the place. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. Subscription links and recent episodes can be found at lakings.com slash podcast. We are high above the ice in the Bob Miller press box at Staples Center. Joining me tonight, Dave Joseph. How are you doing tonight, Dave? Jesse, how are you, my friend? I'm great, thanks. It's and good to see you. <laughs> you as well. Thanks, buddy. And also, Carlin Bathe. How are you doing tonight, Carlin? Oh, I'm great. How are you guys? A <laughs> uh, little peek behind the curtains just before I press the record button. Let me make sure I actually hit the record button. Uh, Carlin asked me, do I have to be serious? And <laughs> I said no. Yay! Because the Kings lost 7-3. to three. Uh, And you also said, peek behind the curtain. Yeah. I'm calling the season, Dave. You're calling the season. Yeah, you know. So you're calling the season as in you're not showing up no, for no, Kings no, games no, anymore? I'll, I'll show up. But, I mean, listen, I'm not a medical professional, but I've watched enough episodes of House and Scrubs Stat. to know that uh, <laughs> that when a patient is no longer appearing on the show, someone's got to call it. Oh. Uh, so I'm calling it. You're saying the team is flatlining? I'm saying this season is, is done. What does um, done mean? Right. What's your definition of done? Yeah. I am no longer prepared to hope that they can somehow make a playoff push. Okay. Um, it was optimistic at best uh, over the last week or two, but at this point in dead last place, we are now at Thanksgiving, which is the deadline that everybody sort of clings to. Whatever ninety percent of teams that are in a playoff spot make the playoffs. Everybody I think it was like seventy-seven percent. Yeah, or so, but, but yeah. I see and your every point. every year, it's the quarter pull, as right. they say. And yes. every year, there's a couple teams that make the leap, but I don't think the Kings will. <laughs> And rather than watch, you know, Cal Peterson slam his head into a brick wall for 60 games, rather than watch, you know, Drew Doughty and Andre Kopitar take precious heartbeats off of their life, trying to drag this team as close to that playoff line as possible, um, probably only inevitably to come up short. As much as I would be thrilled for them if they did it, I I can't realistically expect it to happen. And even if through some miracle of Pacific Division awfulness, they were able to do it, I can't imagine they'd have much left in the tank in the playoffs. Yeah. So, okay, they lose in the first round to a well-rested team that's been cruising. Say Colorado, for instance. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> do you think – okay, do you think Colorado remembered last year's game where Kopitar scored four goals and – or was it four goals? He did, yeah. Four yeah, and, he, and, yep. he, and it was he the sure McKinnon Kopitar game in, in Colorado. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, do you think there was a little bit of revenge built into this one? No, 
Uh-uh. No, no, I don't think no. I think that's you think long. Colorado just showed up and was like, eh. I think that's long forgotten. Oh. I think yeah. Colorado's a really good team. That's actually sad. <laughs> well, I, I would hope that there was at least a little bit of left. I, over. I don't. I don't think so. I think Colorado's a really good team. They're quick. They're fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're very skilled. You saw it tonight on the power play. The three power, power play, play goals was just unbelievable. Thirty percent on the power play. Yeah, and I think just... all three goals were pretty much exactly the same play mm-hmm. or very similar to one another. Mm-hmm. It's tic tac toe with this team. Yeah. And they got decent goaltending from Varlamov. Uh, they've got really highly skilled guys who can fly. And that's what wins in today's NHL. Yeah. I really didn't feel like Var- Var- were we saying Varlamov or Varlamov. Varlamov. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't feel like he really had to do a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, he punched the clock. He toward showed the end, up. Toward the end of the game, there was a little a, a little more heat on him. Yeah. I mean, some. yeah, there was, and they scored the two garbage time goals. Um, but that first period... I saw a bunch of people at the elevators looking at each other going, what? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It's rough because yeah. you, on this road trip, we were talking about this behind the curtain before we got here. And it, there was hope, you know, but looking at where those two teams were that we beat, mm-hmm. they're right down at the bottom of the standings with us. So you look at those two games and you think, yeah, the play, it was on point. Look at these. But was it? Because when you put us up against someone like Colorado, this is what happens. It's not there. But what's missing? And no one can put their finger on it. Not one person. And, and I, I think my issue is I'm, I'm done trying. Yeah. Right. Like my somebody I was went on uh, the Doctor Hockey podcast mm-hmm. uh, this past week, and they asked me, "Okay, you're the general manager. What do you do?" And I say, "Send everybody under the age of 24 back to Ontario." As, as thrilling as it was to watch Matt Luff. And uh, and Wagner hug each other and smile and mm-hmm. celebrate their first, you know, goals and points together. Um, I don't know what good it does to have Peterson get shelled for seven goals and to have guys like Matt Luff and Wagner play garbage minutes when they all three of them could be in Ontario with Amadio and Kempe and and uh, and Rempel and Brickley, etc. See, I don't mind those moments because I think something like this builds character for mm-hmm. Peterson. He's going to have to face nights like that sure. at some point. And why not tonight when mm-hmm. we are at the standings that we're at, at last in the league? Like, why not have him build some character on a night like tonight? No, I hear you. And well, it's, it's not a waste. What's your option? Well, well, it's a little bit What's different. What's your with option, the, though? It's a you don't have another goal goalie. No, I, and I agree with you with the goalie, but my issue is you have these young guys that are that are the future of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the dream was, I suppose, at some point, that your Pearsons, your Toffolis, uh, your Nick Shores, your Nick Dowds, whoever the, there was in that sort of mid-age range, that they would slowly move up and replace these players. Well, they didn't. They haven't. So now do you hope that... Matt Luff playing six minutes a night or eight minutes a night is going to somehow learn how to be a top line winger playing with no disrespect to Nate Thompson or Kyle Clifford, but playing those kinds of shifts. Or do you want all of the kids together in Ontario figuring out who's the locker room leader? Who's the guy that gets the line juices going? Who's the guy that's, you know, that can kill a penalty in a pinch who, you know, finding out who these players are, that used to be the King system, develop a player slowly, move them in when they're ready I don't think it's a knock on any of the young players to shrug and say they're not really ready. It's just that this is a terrible season and there's been some injuries and some guys haven't panned out and we had to make some trades. And so now all of a sudden we're looking at a Matt Luff scoring his first 
you know, goal or he didn't score tonight. He scored it the other night. Second but, goal tonight. Yeah. yeah. Multi- first first multi point. Yeah. yeah. It's I, I like it. I'm going to disagree with you. Good, I like seeing good. the kids up here. <laughs> All right. I like seeing them also get sent back down. Like mm-hmm. we're, I mean, you work at El Segundo and you see the practices and I, I can see, you know, Wagner when he gets sent back down standing, um, at the glass kind of watching the team that he just came from mm-hmm. practice and he has that yearning to be better and make sure he shows up there again well look we recalled him and he's up here again i think it's such a great learning experience for any kid that comes up here regardless of what situation the team is in i don't think you need to stay down in the minors to like you said find out who the locker room guy is or the leader or work on this particular skill i think you and this is just my opinion. I think you learn the best on the fly and you learn from veterans, even when they're at their worst, those kids are learning a heck of a lot in this locker room right now. What does adversity look like? What does an angry coach look like? What does a coaching change look like? Like they're getting everything on the list of things that they probably would never see with the Ontario rain. And it's happening all at once for them. Great learning experience, in my opinion. I would, I would piggyback on what Carolyn's saying, or Carolyn, Carlin. You sorry. guys, I'm going to drop the mic if either Car- of you Carlin, say my Carlin, name Carlin, wrong one Carlin, more time. Known you for years. <laughs> Carolyn Bath. <laughs> Good. I had great. Carolyn in my head for some reason. Good God. Carlin, I was watching you on TV while we're doing this. That's oh why I threw God. It. Okay. I, I would piggyback off what Carlin said and say, now's the time to see the youth in this organization because what else do you have going for you at this point? If you're the Kings, if you're Kings management. Do you not want to see the Kings youth and what they're made of at the NHL level? I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't. It's not that it's bad to see them in Ontario, but don't you want to see what they're capable of at the NHL level? Now's the time to shine. If, you, if, you're, if you're saying you're giving up on the season, Jesse, which I'm not, by the way, uh, but if you're saying you're giving up on the season, I would say, well, then let's see what the kids have. Yep. Because they've you know, earned it. Right. You know, you know what Kopey's going to bring and you know what. Drew's going to bring, and you know what what Quickie has, and you know what Jeff Carter has. You know what you've seen all these guys for years. You yeah. know what, what you know what they're capable of. You don't know what these young kids are capable of. Can they play at the NHL level every single night? And I think what we saw from Austin Wagner tonight and Matt Luff tonight, two of the brighter uh, spots for the Kings, along with uh, I'd say Kyle Clifford. You said yes. Kyle Clifford earlier, Jake and Muzzin. I thought actually Jake Jake Muzzin and Cal Peterson, who I know people are going to say, oh, he let in six goals or whatever it was. Well, three of them were on the power play, and he had absolutely no chance. Yep. And I would argue probably five out of those six goals, and maybe all six, he didn't really have a chance on them. Mm-mm. He kind of got hung up to dry on all those goals. So I'd like to see what these kids are made of at this level. And I call them kids because they're, what, 20-something years old, yep. early, early, early 20s, 20s, right? Yep. I'd like to see what they're made of, and can they do it every single night at the NHL level? I think what we saw tonight is uh, is hope. good is good in a sense because, right, there's there's some hope, and you see – these kids, can they play at this level or not? Now's the time to show that. We're You're talking... not fighting for a playoff spot. You're not saying, we're going to rely on our kids to get us to a playoff spot. Well, let's see what the kids can do now. We're talking you off a ledge right now, Jesse, is what we're doing. Well, I, I actually... Don't jump, buddy. <laughs> get Don't jump. down! We're on the press level! This is really high! I actually think we're all sort of saying the same thing. My only problem is, looking at the at the clock tonight, Matt Luff and Austin Wagner p- played 8 minutes and 40 seconds. And they each had a goal and an assist. Right, when it was 7-1. to one. So... So I'm agreeing with you. If you want to tell me, let's get Luff on the on on PP one and let's get Wagner up there. You know, I, I'm all for rewarding Kyle Clifford. You know, he's played. He's been the best player he's on, the on second that line tonight. Mm-hmm. Sure, but but if you want to see what the young kids have, 
put Wagner on the second line. Well, put, say that won't happen. Well, I hope it does. But but so so my point isn't, um, you know, my point is only send him down to Ontario to give them more minutes. If you're saying give him more minutes on the big club, fine. I, I am absolutely. You just fine don't want to see him play uh, six minutes. Tonight. I just don't want to see them. Right. Doing, I, I understand. I agree with that. Three games in, three games. You know, like Amadio gets sent down. Then, you know, Luff's down, Luff is up. And I agree with you, Carlin, right? They they sent Luff down. They want him to work hard. He came back. He's been tremendous. Wagner, too. Yeah. For eight minutes a night, though. Yeah. And it's like, we've got 62 games left, or however many it is. If you want to see the kids turned up to 11. If we're going to see them, let's yeah. see them. Yeah. You know, because, like I said, if, if anybody's got the legs to drag this team to a playoff spot and still have something left in the tank, it's it's going to be those guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I just, you know, tonight was, there was that road trip and it was so exciting and I'm going to have to shave the middle of my beard and then, you know. Shaving the middle? That's just what you're, that's well, what you Well, whatever you, the chin, right? So okay. So for the handlebars. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, oh, you went with handlebar. Good. That was the, that was the decision. You've got the beard, you've got the mustache. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And perfect. I've done it before. It looks great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see that. But, you know, I don't want to sound like personally slighted. But if fans are going to come out here the night before Thanksgiving, it's Dion Spinoff's thousandth game ceremony. It's, you know, honoring the first responders. And then that first period, I mean, it's it's not fun, Dave. I mean, it's it's harsh to say that. but Well, what was fun was the shootout win in, in Chicago. Yeah. Again, against a team that's struggling. Right. Against a team that fired its coach. Right. Uh, you go into the Nashville game. The second of back-to-back. We held our own and, then. And, and I tweeted it. I, I said, this is exciting hockey. It that is. was as exciting a game as I've seen this team play all season. Yeah. And through the first 18, 19 games. The first two periods of that game were really exciting. Back and forth. Kings had the lead at one point. Couldn't hold it. They ran out of gas against a really good Nashville team in the third period. Then they go into St. Louis. They beat St. Louis 2-0. St. Louis fires their coach. St. Louis has been struggling too. But you come out with two out of three. Four points out of a possible six on the road trip, which is why you have to shave your beard. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, and then you come home and you think, okay, they took two out of three, and if they want to make the playoffs, they would have to win two out of three the rest of the season, right? Two out of every three games they'd have to win in order to just qualify for the playoffs. Uh, and then they come out and they lay an egg tonight. Which is the real team? Wh- which is the team that we're going to see for the rest of the year? Is it the team that played Nashville really well? For two periods, is it the team that beat Chicago and St. Louis, or is it the team that lost to Colorado seven to three? First game home from a road trip is always the toughest. Seven to three is is a hard pill to swallow. I don't know. I don't know which team we're gonna get. I just like the promise and the hope, like Carlin said, of the of of the younger players on this team to see what they're made of. The only thing we're going to get right now is inconsistency until they find their bearings I think and I remember Alec Martinez saying this a while ago back when this kind of I don't want to call it a downfall because I still am hopeful but back when they started to expose kind of the road that they were heading down Alec Martinez said they had a lot of soul searching to do this was in October and now we're nearing Thanksgiving and they still have a lot of soul searching to do they haven't found themselves yet because we've seen the great that's in them like we're talking about there isn't that consistency so i can't say what we are going to expect or 
if we're going to be a team that wins two out of every three, I don't know, but I can bank it on. I can bank on us having some some inconsistency for the next while while we figure out this identity crisis. That that being said, though, you've got three home games in what five nights here. I'm not really good at math, so something like that. <laughs> they have back to back Saturday, back-to-back Sunday. Yep. Yeah. So whatever that is, three yep. more, th- two more games on this homestand. Mm-hmm. And they've got a Vancouver team that's struggling. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they've got an Edmonton team that's struggling. Yep. Mm, Edmonton with a new coach, though. Okay. But still struggling. Sure. Two winnable games. No. Followed up by road games in Vancouver and Edmonton again. Right. So, I mean, so, got... so, so if you just take the homestand, you could you could say they could win two out of these three games on the on the homestand. Sure. Could they not? They should. Uh, Colorado, Colorado, are you expecting to beat Colorado? A but, team, I mean, how many team? times are we going to sit high above the ice in the Bob Miller press box here at Staples Center and say they should have had two out of three of these are beatable teams, right? Like, I mean, I guess that's sort of the, the wall I've hit is you're not wrong, right? Like, every specific point you're making taken on its own is not wrong. But at some point for me, I just have to look at the – number of times that we've said well it was a saturday night game well it was the first game back on a road trip well it was this well it was that well it was that and after a while you're just like man we're in last place and i just said we uh they're in (laughs) last (laughs) place and it's the quarter pole and it's thanksgiving and you know one of the things that used to drive me crazy was when edmonton and calgary and this is three four years ago maybe even five years ago They'd have Kiprasov or Aginla or Eberly or Taylor Hall or whoever they had. And you'd look at their roster and you'd go, I mean, come on. They got Aginla. They got Kiprasov. They got two Hall of Famers. They're five points out of a playoff spot. They can do it. And they'd go make some trade and they'd miss the playoffs. And everybody would go, well, you know, if Giordano hadn't gotten hurt or if you know, their coach was better in Edmonton or whatever. Meanwhile, you know, those two teams dragged down the rest of the league for like five seasons. It was just miserable hockey. And I'd get so frustrated at them because I, I want every team to be playing to its peak. And we have this crummy system set up that rewards losing. In what way? Draft picks. Got you know, the, oh, the, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, what, what are we doing specifically? But, not, <laughs> but, but, but everyone says, you know, you, you want to – people who say, oh, you need to tank so you can get the first overall draft pick. But you're not guaranteed to get the first overall draft pick. I, I'm not even aiming for the first one. I'm just – I'd rather have one through five <laughs> than 15 through – well, I guess 15 through 20 is a bit let's, ambitious. But let's just say – But let's then just say, 10 through 15. If we, did this, if we did this podcast prior to the Colorado game mm-hmm. and you said, okay, well – Kings took two, two out of three on the road, and now they come home, three-game homestand, and they have a chance to take two out of three. Who would you say the teams they should beat on this on this homestand would be? You'd say they, they, they should Vancouver. beat Edmonton and Vancouver. Right. So that remains to be seen. Will they do it Saturday and Sunday? We don't know. No, and they've but got if they something do, like seven in a row against Pacific Division opponents. Right, but if they do win those two games, then you say, well, they took two out of three again. So then are you are you back? did you take a step back from the ledge then or not? He's thinking. I think. I think <laughs> the reason he's the gears are turning. I think the reason the smoke. you're so upset about it is because in these losses that you're watching, you're seeing a full, almost like a mental breakdown. Mm. Of a t- it's not a good loss. Right. This was not a good loss. No, it wasn't. The losses that we used to see from the Kings back when. I, I, I hate to say there's a, there's good losses, but there well, are. The, the Nashville losses, loss wasn't terrible. Right. That I think you get more upset. 
when you're looking at a loss that was not a good loss, when there was no good structure, when then there was no good penalty kill, at least, when there was no effective shots on goal. The, it, that's kind of what happened tonight. And, and that's, I think, what is so upsetting. I can't even find the words. Are you guys familiar with the... Uh the 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 greek myth of pandora's box no all right there's this girl named pandora here we go she's given a box and and told explicitly don't open it okay curiosity gets the best of her she opens it and all of the sins that exist in the world are unleashed that's what the box held i do the same thing Um, right and it's a tale about human nature and yada 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 the the kicker at the end is and it's not the same in every telling of it but the version i heard as a kid was uh, I can't remember if it's her husband or her father or whoever, her caretaker, slams the box shut, and the last sin is kept inside, and it's hope. Aww. And so the question is, is hope the one good thing that was in the box, or is hope like the worst thing that was in there? Because false hope can ultimately be an incredibly dangerous thing. Wait, is hope a sin? Well, that's, you know, that's the question. What? Is it? And so... It can be this incredibly wonderful, powerful thing, but yeah. like I said, false hope can lead you to hold on to something far longer than you should. And so, to Dave's point, we're now at a point. We are now staring down whatever it is, seven games in a row against Pacific Division opponents, and the Pacific Division is lousy, right? I think every team is five hundred except for San Jose. So now is the time to make up some ground. Well, or is now the time to look at the situation and say, even if we did make up ground we still have to then spend the next like even if the kings went 7 and 0 what would their record be if they went 7 and 0 at this point they'd be one game over 500 i'd take that yeah i Wouldn't want that. that i mean from, i don't know from, from where I the team is now honestly, to one I game over know. 500 you wouldn't take that i don't know because Why not? because the alternative is taking a hard cold painful look at this team and saying Who's coming back next year? What do we have next year? What is this team ultimately going to look like? What is this team's ceiling? You know, Kovalchuk, Kopitar, Carter, Brown, Quick, all these, Fanuff, all these guys are going to be one year older, and they're going to have all the battle scars from this season on them if they do somehow manage to fend off Arizona and Vegas and and Edmonton and So at the quarter pole of the season, you're ready to just pack it in and say, ah, to hell with it. I'm ready for a fearless and moral inventory of the franchise. Don't you think that's happening? I don't know. I mean, I hope it is. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't go to I don't the, I don't go to the sure meetings. <laughs> I, I don't want to say I'm sure it is. I'm not in the meetings either. But I, I would guess that it is. The fact that they fired Stevens and they traded Pearson suggests that yes. Doesn't right? that say they're looking at pretty much everything? It does. I and, and as a fan, I realize that it's selfish of me to want some sort of weekly you know, letter from the franchise saying everything's okay or 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 we know everything's not okay. Hey, they cover the Taylor Swift banner for the Clipper games. Oh, my goodness. Yes, they do. <laughs> I know you guys always talk about burning it or bringing it down or something I actually like don't that. believe in curses. Oh. Except for the Gretzky. Is that, is that, is that, uh, not the mayor. Who says that? Uh, Rich Hammond the half? was the one who started it. No, the, yeah, is the, the half, half on board with that too? The Royal too? Half definitely jumped on board. Oh, yeah. Well, half, they covered up for Clippers games, so maybe that's something you can suggest. <laughs> Carry on. To, to be fair, I am always the guy who's the first one, right, to say, you know, burn the bridges and let's, and let's get out of here. In 2014, Jeff Carter got hurt midway through the season, and Quick was already hurt. 
and I 100% did an episode of the podcast where I was like, okay, that's it. Season's done. Just call it a quits, guys. And they went on to win a cup. So, I mean, yes, I concede that I am. Well, look at the similarities. Jonathan Quick is hurt. Jack Campbell's hurt with the same injury. I get it. You're, I'm 100% you're playing Cal the Peterson, who, who has played great, yeah. but was not uh, penciled in to be in the NHL at this point. Uh, Peter Budai came on in relief in the third period. I mean, I, I don't know what you or Kings fans are expecting, but when you get when you have this amount of injuries, especially to your goaltending, especially to a world-class goaltender like Jonathan Quick, I don't know exactly what you're expecting. I don't know if Jonathan Quick would have been any better against those goals tonight. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's all these factors, and I think if you look at the young kids, you look at the way Peterson's been playing, Lufnow, Wagner, some of the young guys, they're, they're playing, starting to play well. Is this the start of what we're going to see from this Kings team? I'd rather see more of the youth get involved and see what they have to offer, like I said earlier. Now's the time to see what, what the youth has to offer to this team. Yeah. Or a good putt-putt outing. Because it's... We might be a little bit... <laughs> we might, we might be late. too far into the season for no, the putt-putt outing. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I th because let's look at each specific player. Skill is not an issue. We have such skilled players. It is not the issue. It's something emotional. It's something existential. I don't know. That's it's a big word. It is. I feel like John Rosen. So I have a crazy theory. And and you guys tell me how crazy it is. Okay. I think half the guys on this team might need a disciplinarian, and I think half the guys on this team might need a player-friendly coach. Ooh. I don't know what they need. Well, which way do you go then? I don't know. That's why I say I need a fearless and searching moral inventory. Is there a confidence-boosting coach? Be because so, I look to Marco Sturm yeah. for that. A young guy played with some of these guys. Uh -huh. He was with Brown and Dowdy when he had a short stint on the team. And is is it him that needs to, you know, come in and pump these guys up? Or I don't know, because I think it's a confidence issue. The, I'm the, just speculating. The too. thing that made me think about this was a quote uh, that Dowdy had about Sutter. And he said it's something along the lines of, Whenever they'd play a team, you know, like Minnesota, Sutter would say, uh, man, they got uh, league's best defenseman over there in their locker room. And Dowdy would say he knew Sutter was saying that just to screw with him. And he'd laugh about it. And then he'd go out and play the game of his life because mm. it worked. And Some people work like that. Yeah. yeah. And they just do, right? I mean, I, I know personally, if left to my own devices, I'm a thousand times less productive than if I have somebody just sort of poking me once a day going like, are you working? Are you doing what you're supposed to do? Someone hosts a better podcast than you do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I work in the in the realm of positive reinforcement gets me going. So if, if, if our broadcast team, for mm -hmm. instance, if we have a good segment together, or if, even if Jim and Alex are having a good call, like I feed off of the positive reinforcement of our crew, our producers, people saying, good job, great hit, this and that. If someone were coming at me like, you know, uh, Colorado, they would have done blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think I would perform well. I don't right. I don't think I would feed off of that energy. So I'm I don't know if that's the type of coach. But when you need here, 20... I am relating myself to Drew Dowdy. No. But I'm just saying, like, there's different ways to get people pumped up. And I don't know if that's one of them that we need right now. But when like, you need to get 20 guys pulling in the same direction and you have maybe three guys pulling one way, three guys pulling another way, three guys pulling another way. 
I think that is the sort of thing that could lead to what we've been seeing this season, where we all agree it's not talent. At this point, I'm prepared to say for most of them, it's not effort. Sorry, we had a bit of a uh, technical difficulty there. I've completely lost track of what I had been saying previously. Jesse threw the recorder off I the top did. of the press box. <laughs> we had to go down the Bob and get Miller it. press box. Um, I think Carlin was pointing out that they cover the Taylor Swift banner. Yeah. Uh, and then Dave was, was pointing out know. that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that they scored a goal uh, in the first minute of the third period again. Well, and and, and not only that, but the the goal after Kyle Clifford scored in the first period and then Colorado comes back and scores yeah. 50 seconds later. It was just announcing the Kyle Clifford goal, which is exciting to me because we don't get to call a whole lot of Kyle Clifford goals. That was right. your third one or second in here, I guess. Second, I think, yeah. And here Colorado scores again. And you say, just when you think you got the wind back in your sails, boom, it's out of your sails. Mm -hmm. and, and we've seen that more than once this season. And that's, I think, the most disappointing thing to me is maintaining that you know, it's a tie game at that point, yeah. and then all of a sudden, oh, now it's not. And it's 50 seconds later. I mean, what happens in that 50 seconds that, you know, what goes so wrong that they... I don't it, know, man. It, it, it seems to be a recurring theme, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying, and, and it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, now what do you do to prevent that? Before, yeah. it used to be slow starts. For, the visiting team would come out, they'd score right away, and you'd say, mm -hmm. oh, no, we're behind the eight ball again. Mm -hmm. Now you got to battle back, and you got to play from behind. Well, they tie the game up, and then... Now they're playing from behind again. And that, that to me, is the frustrating Man, thing. technical difficulties, and all of a sudden you're on my side. <laughs> well, I, I didn't say pack in the season like you did. I'm not ready to jump, but. I think, I think ultimately we are now, whatever anybody thinks about the previous games that have come and gone, we're now at the point where the next, whatever it is, seven games against division opponents, this is sort of it. We know we've, we've heard Jim and Alex say it. Correct. We've heard Nick and Daryl say it. We've heard everybody say it. The next seven games are the season. Well, that's not even true. The next seven games are are the cut. You know, you do well, you live to fight another day. You don't, and I think everybody's on my side. The good news point. is no one is running away with the Pacific Division right now. That's they the really aren't. Yep. So if you have seven straight against Pacific Division teams and you're able to beat those teams, you're right back in the race. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the one comforting fact that we have here. And again, if I'd say you took two out of three uh, on this homestand, I'd take that every day. I take four out of six points every day. It's going to take two out of three for every the rest time of the, yeah, for the for rest, rest of the, of the season. Year. Correct. Yeah. Just but to get back in. Just to even jump up one spot, though, five points. Yeah. Just to get up. Well, and and they've got a game in hand on yeah. Arizona. I mean, that's it's it's somewhat beneficial because some of the you know like Vegas has played two extra games. Yeah. Vancouver's so. played three more games yeah. than the Kings. So, I mean, you can make up some it? ground there. Yeah. It is possible that you make up some ground. It's not as bad yeah. as just looking at the points, but it's still, it's still pretty bad. Let's go ahead and do uh, let's go ahead and do the play of the game, Dave. Play of the game. Jesse, I know you said it was garbage time late in the third period, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say Austin Wagner's first <laughs> NHL goal. You stole mine. Play of the game. <laughs> Come on. For me, Dave Joseph. Yeah, that's, Carlin that, Bay. that's mine too. Oh, sorry. I just love how he accepted that pass, squared up against the goalie and let it rip. He didn't have a, a thought in his mind. He just knew exactly what to do, you know, and I think too often sometimes people will catch the pass, look for someone to shoot to or pass to, and it's just like, nope, he knew exactly. Catch, release, boom, right and in the what slot. What a shot. It was a great a shot. shot. Yeah, just right in the slot. We've seen that so many times in Ontario, and you've been there for the Ontario games, and I'm at most of the Ontario games calling those games. 
and and we've seen this at that level, right? We've seen Matt Luff and, and Austin Wagner and these guys with quick release and, and good speed, and they can move. Yep. And it was good to see that here tonight. Jesse? I'll make it unanimous. Oh. Uh, I'll go ahead. I mean, look, a guy's first goal, right? I right. Mean, how can you go wrong? After after he picked up his first point. That's right. Yeah. On, a, on a Matt Luff goal. Yep. So big night for Austin Wagner. So yep. play, are we going to make Wagner the player of the game? I would make Austin Wagner the yep. player of the game. We had, right a great, we had a great interview post-game, too. And that the last time I interviewed him was after his first game at, here at Staples Center. And he debuted, and his parents were here. And the Kings lost that night, and he was very upset and, you know, new to interview still. Had his hat down, very <laughs> somber. Um, it took a minute to get, you know, some positivity out of there. So tonight... I also give him a tip of the old hat because he was ready. He had his hat up. He had his game face on. He knew we were going to talk about the goal and then go into maybe some improvements the team could make um, coming into the practice that they got on Friday before the weekend. And just all around, thumbs up to him, player of the game. Is that the next thing that you're going to ask? That was it. Okay, yeah, player of the yeah. game. He, he, he is that for me We as make well. it. Anonymous. Yeah. Anonymous. Exactly. <laughs> and I want to go back and, uh, hey, you're and unanimous. we didn't really get to talk much about Peterson because most of his playing time came on the road trip, but he really was outstanding. I mean, it was none Sensational. of the, tonight wasn't his fault. And the games against uh, St. Louis and Nashville and Chicago kid was great. And I mean, the I shots think he, he deserves, stopped in yeah. the shootout against what Taves and Kane. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are two. He read him so well. Right. And no, no panic oh, and didn't, God. didn't commit and just stayed. Kane looked stunned. It was just like, yeah, didn't know what to are do. you kidding me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You know, part of that might be that he's uh, he's a right-handed catching goalie. and I, Throws I him off. Yeah. I, throw it maybe a little bit. I yeah. mean, guys have seen left-handed or right-handed catching goalies, left-handed goalies. Uh, so, you know, you think they'd be almost used to it, but most of the time you're seeing a goalie that catches with his left hand. So yeah. I don't know if that throws off what they're he's trying only, to do. He's only bit, the seventh maybe. goalie in Kings history uh, to go full right. Uh, yeah. And and Garon was the last one, right? And then I want to say Fuhrer was the one. Oh wow! Most recently, so before you're going that. way back. Yeah. Or yeah. I wrote it down somewhere, but I mean it's rare, right? It's unusual. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, just, it, it's a little, it's a different wrench in the gears when yeah. you come down on the yeah. guy and you say, "Whoa, I'm used to shooting here, and now I got to think about the other side." Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. So anyway, I just wanted to uh, throw out some belated player of the games uh, love. to Cal. Peterson. Love going out to Cal Peterson. Yeah, and and Matt Luff too. I, I've been on Matt Luff's uh, corner for for a couple years now. Really, yeah, what, really what's Luff got kid. to do with it? Got to a do. Lot. Got to do. On that <laughs> on that happy note, <laughs> for Dave Joseph and Carlin Bath, I'm Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. The next seven are against Pacific Division opponents. Here we wait, go. Buckle up. End in some positivity too. Some more positivity. Happy what Thanksgiving. You, yes. <laughs> what are you guys thankful happy for? Happy Thanksgiving. You start. Oh my god. <laughs> Dave Stark. Dave's good at this. Go I am I, well. I'm thankful. First of all, uh, my my parents, uh, Carlin. You met my parents yeah. tonight, and and uh, they're in town for Thanksgiving. I don't get to see my parents a whole lot, so it's good to have them in town for a couple of days. And then I get sick of them, and I kick them out. So, but that'll be good for you know two and a half days to see them. Uh, I'm thankful that Jesse's going to finally shave his his beard into a handlebar mustache because oh that God. is going to be a sweet look. Uh. I can't wait. And uh, what else am I thankful for? I'm thankful for. Um, um, the health of my dogs, Aww. my three dogs, our three dogs, my wife and I, uh, all those good things. What about the health of Carly? And, and Carly's health <laughs> is 
<laughs> is right up there as well. Great. More so than the dogs, even. How good, about that? Good. Carlin? Um, thankful I met your parents tonight. Oh, of course. I, I mean, didn't who wouldn't be? embarrass myself too bad, but no, I did no, no. say, I was like, you guys both look like put together like exactly like Dave because and in my head I'm like talking out loud like because that's how babies work because I wasn't adopted (laughs) I wasn't adopted as far as I know seriously like what if you just look at the two of them like I don't think I look anything like my parents I looked at the two of them I was like there's half of Dave and there's the other half I wish I could say the same this is weird (laughs) but uh, I'm, I'm thankful for working in sports this job has been amazing it's my first season I'm loving it thankful for this team Jesse, I don't care what you think. The season's not over by any means. That's right. Means. I agree. They got a little bit of soul searching to do. Maybe the turkey does the trick. I don't know. I've seen a lot of heart and soul in them. I've been in that locker room after practice, and I know it's there, and we all know the skill is there. So thankful for them. And thankful for the health of my family, my dogs, my parents, um, and uh my nanny car. She just did a road trip across country to the wow. Grand Canyon and back, and she's 94. Wow. Yeah, so I'm sad I don't get to spend Thanksgiving with her this year, but very thankful. Can I just add, I, I'm thankful for this organization, too, and, it, and it's, I know it's a it's a rough patch right now. Yeah. But for what they do for not only people that work for the organization, us included, yeah. uh, but for the fans and for what we saw tonight with the first responders mm-hmm. and the 50-50 money being donated to the Ventura you know, uh, people who have suffered in, in Ventura County and yep. the shootings and, and all that thankful to work for a first-class organization because they really are win or lose on the ice they, they really are i would say tops in the nhl in terms of of organizations really a first-class team so ordinarily uh for thanksgiving i have the royal half on and we do Aww. 45 minutes and then at the end i embarrass him by going on and on about how thankful i am for all the support and help that he and all the guys on team trh have given mm-hmm. fortunately he's in connecticut right now with his family so What's that's half <laughs> that's not going to happen Aww. but i will say this um Holidays have always been a weird subject for me. Um, Growing up as the kid of a divorce, it was always a choice. Who do you go to the holidays with? And even now, you know, I'm a grown ass man and I, you know, my parents are even (laughs) are even older. And I believe them when they say, you know, it's not you go do spend a holiday with the other one and we won't take it personally. We get it. And, and, And I believe them. But right. There's still the little kid inside me that's like oh but i'm choosing blah blah blah. so holidays have always been sort of a weird bugaboo with me but as i've gotten older and now that my parents live in different states um and and i my time has become more my own um i find myself thankful for for things that i never would have considered before so this year i'm going to go ahead and say not only for the organization but also for the fans because the fans of the Kings do create uh, in all of the possible ways that you could think for better, for worse, you know, crazy, fun, annoying, uh, supportive, wacky, whatever you want to say. They, it is a community that we all belong to, right? Whether it's the diehard LA picnics or the post game, you know, people that hang out or in between intermissions, you know, they come and say hi, or they want to meet you before the game or, you know, different, you see them in their jerseys at Disneyland, or you see the car flags, whatever it is, you know that you have somebody that has at least something in common with you. You know, even if you don't, if you go to a party and you see a guy in a King's hat, or if you're in line at the supermarket and you see a kid with a King's jersey, it, it, 
it's just that extra little step that makes everywhere feel like your home in a world where sometimes it's easy to take that for granted. So for me, that's what I'm thankful for. And you don't even um, have to know that person. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah, just seeing exactly. it. Yeah, um, I agree. So it's, it's good, right? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a business. You know, we saw with the trade and with the firing earlier this year, you know, we saw Lucic on Twitter was mentioning, you know, it's a great, a great game, but, a, but a, a lousy business. And I thought, well, it is a lousy business, but at the same time, it's a business that creates this whole extra layer of of human experience that you know okay i like the spider-man movie but <laughs> if i see somebody in a spider-man you know shirt i'm not gonna be like yeah spider-man all right far removed <laughs> yeah. you don't, you don't yeah. do that nah not <laughs> since i was like 16 um i mean i suppose it's the same if you see somebody in a band shirt or, or a wrestling shirt i guess i do um, i do throw up a too sweet if someone walks yeah. by in a bullet club shirt <laughs> yeah and I, you know i'm not a big thrice fan but i see all the thrice fans uh loving each other apologize to jack wilson right yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> but uh but so anyway so that's what i'm thankful for so uh so there you go that's, happy thanksgiving yeah everybody. happy thanksgiving and happy thanksgiving uh, we're going to be giving you two episodes uh today we've got this one but also behind the scenes with carlin bait they're gonna hear me yes. twice yeah twice god that's terrible it's a double so dip uh, <laughs> a double dip on you know what i'm doing tomorrow oh no so uh so now finally for dave joseph and carlin bait i'm jesse collin happy thanksgiving and thanks for listening kings fans